The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Our next guest is Sandrine Rugu, who has co-written a really interesting book called Pegasus, the story of the world's most dangerous spyware. Sandrine, thank you very much for joining us. So can you explain, please, first of all, what Pegasus actually is? Yeah, thanks for inviting me. Um, Pegasus is a, is a spyware uh, and it's a spyware that targets phones, smartphones like iPhones or Android. And it's a very sophisticated uh, software, so you don't see it um, taking the control of the, your phone. It's totally invisible. And it's also, um, once in your phone, it's, uh, it's taking everything from, from your phone. So it's very invasive. Uh, it can access your uh, contact addresses, your um, uh, personal photos, your geolocation. It can access your photos, everything you're typing in the phone, your Google search. So basically, all your all what you have stored on stored in your phone is uh, can be accessed by Pegasus, who's like somebody over your shoulder. He can see whatever you're doing uh, and and yeah, watch whatever you're watching. Who owns and controls this software? So the software is uh, conceived and sold by an Israeli company called NSO Group. Uh, and NSO Group sells the spyware to government agencies um, officially to control and to fight terrorists uh, or criminals. But what we have uh, discovered through our investigation is that the software was widely misused by the government it was sold to. And we're not speaking about... Uh, big democracies here. We're speaking about countries like Azerbaijan, Saudi Arabia, Morocco, uh, who don't hesitate to silence uh, any journalist, any human rights activist. Um, and so this, this um, Pegasus project was published in 2021. And um, basically it starts with a, a list of phone numbers we had access to with Amnesty International. And uh, this was a list of phone numbers that had potentially been targeted by NSO. And while working on those phone numbers, we discovered that most of them, or at least many of them, were the numbers of uh, journalists we knew, uh, human rights activists, lawyers, uh, political opponents. So this was really at the heart of what we call the Pegasus Project. And tell us, please, about the role of a young Irishman in relation to this in the investigation, Donica O'Carroll, who is from County Offaly. Yeah, Donica uh, was really a key actor of that project. Donica O'Carroll um, has been working on Pegasus for years now uh, as an expert of uh, secure, the security lab of Amnesty International. Um, Donaka has a past of hacktivist, uh, but since he joined the, the Amnesty International Security Lab uh, and has worked as a cybersecurity expert, and he's with Claudio Garneri, one of the two geeks, uh, experts, that has been able to find traces of Pegasus in the phones uh, we were analyzing. Because what the project was about was trying to uh, find the evidence that the phones we were working on, the, the list of phone numbers we had, were actually had been actually targeted or infected with Pegasus. And the only way to do that was to have them forensically analyzed by uh, 
experts, and those two experts, Claudio and Donka, were almost the only people uh, who were able to find the traces of Pegasus because Pegasus is a very invisible software and it is sold as such by, um, uh, by NSO Group. But Sandrine, is it able to actually infiltrate an iPhone? Because one of the marketing uh, campaigns that Apple actually has for iPhone, the reason that it sells at such an expensive price, is that apparently it's unhackable. Yeah, this is, I mean, <laughs> of course, this was uh, the reputation iPhones had. Um, and, and this is also why some journalists in very um, complicated countries, for example, in India, we had journalists who preferred using iPhones rather than Android because they thought iPhones were safer. They're actually n- not, uh, not safer than Androids when it comes to uh, Pegasus targeting. What we discovered through the, um, the investigation was that um, um, some, uh, the companies like NSO were able to find exploits, vulnerabilities in some application that you install on your iPhone or, or on Android and that through that, those applications, they can invisibly access um, the content of your phone. So you even don't have to click on a weird message you would receive anymore. It, doesn't, it does happen uh, in a way that is totally invisible for you. You, you, you. you do nothing wrong, basically, and you can be hacked. So could it be that all of your data, all of your digital history is accessible to somebody else and you have no way of knowing that? Yeah, this is exactly what's happening. Um, All what is stored in your phone or your contact list or your photos, your Google search, uh, the videos you're watching, all of this is accessible by somebody who has control on your phone and that person is not uh, in there uh, for um, I mean, for doing some good. It's, it's basically somebody who's spying on you to get information. They could use you to um, blackmail you, to silence you because you're, uh, you're a journalist or you're a political opponent or a human rights activist that, um, yeah, that they want to silence. And Sandrine, could it get even worse than that? Could your phone be taken control of so that texts that you might not have authored or emails could be sent apparently from your phone without you even knowing it? Yeah, this is, I mean, this is happening um, when phones are hacked. Uh, when people start taking control of your phone, they can do whatever they want. Uh, the thing is that to stay invisible, um, often they try not to mess too much with your phone so that you don't realize something is happening. But that's, that is technically possible, yes. Well, to finish, Sandrine, what can be done about this? It's, um, it's very complicated because as citizens, I mean, th- there is really nothing to do uh, about this. I mean, you're pretty... Um, uh, alone. Uh, I mean, you're not supported by your government when you're targeted. You're often even uh, targeted by your own government. And uh, today there is no regulation around the use of spyware. So, I mean, anybody could be, could be targeted in, uh, in the UK, in France, by a foreign government uh, without realizing that. So, of course, the Pegasus project made the conversation and the public conversation possible about the, the, the use and the, um, the necessity to regulate the use of, of spyware. 
but things are um, are evolving uh, very slowly because governments say, and this is actually true, they need spyware to fight terrorists and 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 um, and drug trafficking and criminals. The reality is that when you sell those kinds of tools, and we're speaking here of uh, of, uh, of weapons, I mean those are weapons used against civilian. Um, you, I mean, when when you're Saudi Arabia, when you're Bahrain, when uh, you're Azerbaijan, uh, you're often not using those kinds of tools for the benefit of of the people. You're often using that uh, as a political weapon. We're going to have to finish there. Sandrine, thank you very much. The book is called Pegasus, the story of the world's most dangerous spyware and it's co-written with Laurel Richard. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.